welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40. If you're searching for inspiring and easy to apply Enneagram and human design content, then you've come to the right place. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two friends and coaches who are passionate about sharing our knowledge and insights on these two powerful self-awareness systems to help you step outside the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're so grateful to have you here. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this 50th episode that we are recording for the Awakened and Alive After 40 podcast. We are so thrilled for this episode because it's going to be just conversation style as Carrie and I just reflect back on what we have learned and grown through as we have recorded now 50 episodes of the podcast. And so I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you, Carrie, because we didn't really script this at all. We don't usually script our podcast that much anyways. We follow a rough outline. And honestly, like for me, just stuff comes up in the moment. But I know for you, Carrie, because we've talked about this before, you like having a little bit of a guide. And I love that so much. But today it's just really about conversation between the two of us here and sharing our thoughts with our listeners and how everything's been going. So you feeling excited like I am? Totally. Yeah, it is so funny. One of the differences between Dominique and myself is I like a little more structure for myself. I don't expect her to have the structure for herself. So I do enjoy having an outline for our podcast episodes. And I feel like, Dominique, you would be really comfortable and probably totally fine just going in with the topic idea and going from there and not having much of it planned out. But I'm like, yeah. well, I'm going to type out my part and you can do it how you want. But that's something that I've learned through this process with you, Carrie, is that I do need structure. And so the outline that we use is super helpful for me. But if I have too much structure, then I don't allow my mind to fully open up to all of the ideas that come up just from hearing you say certain things and then just random thoughts popping up in my mind in the process. So yeah, it's something where I think it's been a beautiful thing where you and I just respect how each of our brains work and how we like structure. And I feel like it's worked out really well with this kind of flow that we have. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. If I had to estimate, I would say that I think we stick to like 50% of what the outline says in most episodes Mm -hmm. and then 50% just comes to us in the moment and we go off in the direction that the conversation naturally flows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's what makes it so fun, too, is when we finish some of our conversations, we're like, oh, my God, like, that one was so good. (laughs) That one was so good. And I didn't even think about this before. And then it came up. So I I think that is important, though, that we leave room for just surprise. And I feel like that goes with everything in life. I was such a hardcore planner before. And a lot of it was because I desired a lot of certainty in my life. We've talked about that. And so I wanted all the details. I wanted everything laid out. And then I just realized it's not allowing for just natural flow and just 
natural fun to show up in life with all of that structure. So this has just been so fantastic. And for those of you that aren't maybe aware, I think we might've talked a little bit about it, but our podcast started because you and I, Carrie, were just having great conversation via Zoom. We used each other as accountability partners as we were just starting our coaching businesses. And we just had so much fun with it. And the conversations we would have lasted for hours. And I had always wanted to start a podcast because I felt like it was just something a little more natural for me to talk and share verbalizing my thoughts versus writing or creating like you would see on Instagram and things like that. But I never had the nerve to do it. And I also felt like I was missing something like that I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. And I came to realize with our conversations that you just stimulated so many thoughts and ideas for me to be able to really dive deeper. And then when I came to you and I brought that idea of, hey, what about a podcast? What would you think? What was your first thought? Probably like slight panic because unlike you, I never in a million years thought I would do a podcast, mainly because this is an area where you and I tend to think we're different. Maybe we're not, but I think I express myself so much more effectively through writing. And you have always told me that you feel like you express yourself better through speaking. So to me, a podcast didn't feel like an intuitive, natural way for me to effectively express myself or communicate. But I liked how you presented it to me because I do remember you saying, don't answer right away. Mm. Take the time to really feel it out and think it through. And I was at a time in my business and in my life where... I didn't have a lot going on that was taking my time and energy. So I thought, well, we might as well just try it, like see how it Mm -hmm. goes. And I agreed with you that we had really interesting conversations. And I will say one of the biggest things that I have gained from doing this podcast is I used to, like so many people out there, Mm -hmm. absolutely loathe the sound of my own voice. I could not listen to it. And I remember the first few episodes, Dominique said to me, oh, I listened to them. They sounded so good. And I was like, I am never listening to our podcast because I don't want to hear my voice. I remember. But now I do a lot of the editing of our podcast. And so I hear my voice all the time and I don't even Mm -hmm. flinch. In fact, dare I say, I kind of like my voice now. I I don't think it sounds grating or whatever it was I thought before, I think my voice sounds fine. So it really is like that exposure therapy kind of situation where I just listened over and over to it and it completely desensitized me from the negative feelings I had about it. That's awesome because I had a very similar thing with my voice. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so deep. And I don't know. I was just like, I wanted to sound a little bit softer. And then I remember Mike, your partner, who does some of the audio editing, had made a comment about my voice being a more powerful voice or something along the lines of that. And I really sat with that. I was like, 
wow, okay, because that for me was huge because I had so much fear around sharing my voice. And am I going to say the wrong thing? Am I going to say the right thing? Is anyone going to like what I have to say? And by just looking at it that way, where it's like, okay, I think everyone's voice is powerful and can be used in a very powerful way. And that was something that I never saw within myself. But when I started, like you were saying, just listening more to your own voice and just getting to appreciate it and be okay with hearing it besides it coming out of your mouth. Like it's so different too. I love it. And I love how different our voices are. I know I've said this before. There's times where I've listened to podcasts that have two hosts and I can't tell the difference between who is talking at times. And I feel like we have a good difference going on here. But I love that difference when I listen back to our podcasts. It's one of my favorite things. I agree. I don't think our listeners ever have to wonder who is saying what. But it is funny in the early days of my partner, he does like the sound engineering piece of our podcast. And he would tell me, you need to use some power in your voice the way Dominique does. Like Dominique (laughs) has this powerful voice. And he meant like, physiologically yeah like you just have this presence to your voice and I was like well that is not genuinely me my voice is what it is and I'm not going to alter it to match hers Mm -hmm. like that's your job as our sound engineer yeah and I wouldn't want that at all like I love listening to your voice because you have this calmness, the steadiness to your voice. And it just really draws me into what you're saying whenever I listen back to our episodes, because I do the writing for the podcast description, things like that. So I always listen through the whole thing. And I just sit there and I know I've messaged you a few times. I'm like, man, Carrie, I just listened to this episode. And I love when you said this or your voice, your thoughts in general. Yeah, I love that. That is you. Like that is uniquely you. So that's one of my favorite things. Again, the difference between our voices and of course, how we present our thoughts, ideas. And the process too has not only helped me become more aware and clear on my unique gifts that I have to offer through my coaching through this podcast, but yours as well. And one of your gifts that I really have come to just absolutely love tremendously is just how you take all of this information, this knowledge from researching things, from hearing things, whether it's in the the media or in articles and translating it into such easy to understand language for us as we're sharing certain topics. So that's one of my favorite things when I think about your unique gifts, which there's so many other ones, but that's one of my favorites. Thank you so much. That is so nice. Yeah, I really love how much I have learned from you in doing this podcast. When I go back and I'm editing and you talk about specific aspects of human design, I'm always getting out all my own (laughs) notes about myself and researching my own design based on what you have said. Mm. And I always take away something from every episode that you have said. 
That's cool. That's awesome. And now that you mentioned this, I think it'd be fun for our listeners to hear a little bit more about our thought process. Maybe you have noticed a slight change over the past couple of months where Carrie and I have been talking about a certain topic that we're passionate about and then sharing a little bit from the Enneagram lens and the human design lens. Whereas earlier on in the podcast, we weren't really sharing much about it. And what's interesting is when I think back on it, and it goes along with, for me, that fear of sharing my voice, fear of being seen as well. And the things that I'm passionate about, I always viewed as they're esoteric, they're just weird to so many people. And I didn't want to be viewed as someone that was strange or out there. And so I kept a lot of my interests to myself for a very long time. But as I've gotten more and more into human design and incorporating it in a trauma-informed approach, as well as using it for nervous system regulation and in my own life, understanding my intuition and how it works, I've come to understand this is something that needs to be talked about, that needs to be shared because it has brought tremendous change into my own life and a lot of the clients that I've worked with. And then I know you and I, Carrie, are always talking about it. And then when we started thinking about how the Enneagram plays in, we were like, we have to share more about this combination. It just is not being talked about that much just yet. And I remember very specifically that I think we were messaging each other and you said something that just clicked and sparked for me that we need to connect as well as we can when possible every topic back to these systems. How fun would it be to have a podcast that layers these systems upon each other because... I haven't seen many people out there talking about both in conjunction with one another. And we've just noticed so many idiosyncrasies and things that make so much sense if you know the Enneagram piece and the human design piece about ourselves that it all connects. It all fits yeah. together so perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were talking about bringing this together, the synthesis, we look at the Enneagram and that's showing us where a lot of our conditioning is really within and gaining awareness of that. Whereas with human design, that's showing you who you truly are, who you were born to be, your authentic self. Yes, it does show where you can hold on to some conditioning as well. And that's why we can connect the two so well together. But there's this difference where if you can understand and gain awareness of who you're not through understanding your Enneagram, then that can transition and guide you more into who you are by understanding how your energy does work in the world. And first of all, understanding that we're all energetic beings and we're all working with other energy around us every single day. And so with human design, that's a, a big part of working with our energies as a whole, as a society, when you're in relationships, whether it's friendships or love and within career, it opens up a whole new world of possibility when you can just see how powerful you are by looking through the lens of these two systems. It's my personal 
belief or theory about the Enneagram that the Enneagram does show us in a pretty clear systematic way our own conditioning, our own ego structure. There are still discrepancies or debates out there in the Enneagram world, whether you're born your type and it's just set in you. And that just goes back to the whole idea of is personality more nurture or nature? I think it could be a little bit of both. But like you Mm -hmm. said, I think the Enneagram shows you this ego structure or this personality structure that you've been conditioned or learned to function within. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize it and learn to break the patterns that aren't serving you, knowing your human design shows you an idea of what your actual gifts are, Mm -hmm. how to use your intuition in the most effective way. These things that we are not taught, most of our society doesn't even value these ideas of intuition or think more deeply about it, that there could be different types of intuition and we shouldn't all follow one scripted way of thinking about intuition. So I think, like we've said, the two systems together are really powerful for allowing people to not only better understand themselves, but see how they can most effectively be living their life so that they are fulfilled, so that they are content. It's really an amazing thing if you choose to learn it about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of my most favorite things is like you said, it can guide you in creating a life you truly love to be okay with stepping outside of the box, doing things differently. Logical thinking is not the only way of thinking. That's what human design has really taught me is that left brain, right brain, and as I've learned more about my own particular energy, I'm very right-brained, which is more of sensing, which is creativity, which is fantasizing about what could be, all the possibilities and feeling into it. And that's the intuitive part of it as well is your body speaks first, then your brain jumps in and that's within the nervous system. So that's your biology. Human design teaches you that body is first. We don't make decisions from our minds. We harness creativity and processing, but not the actual decision-making that happens within our nervous system, the body, our sensing, our deep inner knowing that Some people really know something, but they can't explain how they know it, or they can't explain the process of it. They can just know it or just do it. It's very different than how most people do that in the world because it's so heavily driven on logic and that's okay, but it's something that we're just so passionate about. And that's why we've brought this more into our episodes the past couple of months. One of the fun things that I came to realize when you and I started this podcast, and it was before I was as far into human design as I am right now, you and I have connections in our charts. They're called electromagnetics that come together and they create this major theme. One of the themes is that I am great at starting things, but not carrying through or finishing things. You have the opposite gate, which is what creates this connection. You have the gate of completion. You're good at bringing things to a close and carrying through. And I don't know about you, but I've seen firsthand how this works over the months 
But I thought it was just such a cool thing when I learned that and saw that we had this connection. Would you say that feels pretty familiar? 100%. This is almost spooky Mm. when Dominique told me this because I had already been noticing it. When Dominique first came to me with the idea of creating a podcast, it was last year, probably August, and she got everything up and running, got everything we needed to start. I had no clue about even the first step of starting a podcast. And she said something to me like a couple weeks later, I think that we could probably release our first episode on October 10th. And I was like, what? You're like, <laughs> you just can't. We just had this idea. How is this going to happen? But it did. October 10th was our first episode Mm. of 2022. And I just remember being in awe of your fortitude with pushing to get this going because I am notorious about, even if it's my idea, taking forever to get it going, to get the momentum started. I just want everything to be perfect. So I take forever to make a decision. When I was starting my own business, it took me months to decide which bank to use to open my business bank account because I was researching every single bank. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not productive. And then with the podcast, once we got it up and going and we got our systems in place and we got our roles, I was ready to take off with continuing this momentum and doing the schedule, planning out when we're recording, planning out when the episode releases, getting interviews lined up. I love coordinating all this kind of stuff. That's hilarious. And I remember I thought, oh, I'm taking the most fun part of the podcast away from her. When I started planning out our podcast calendar and I checked in, do you mind if I do all the planning of the podcast? I remember when you asked me that, I was like, girl, get it like do it because that just gives me so much anxiety thinking about the whole setup process but i love having that available like for me to actually do it though there's too many moving parts that i wouldn't know what to focus on and that's kind of something that i've learned about myself as i've come to understand having the the gate 53 gate of beginnings it can be a gate that some people will be like oh there may be a little ADHD involved there, starting a lot of things, but never finishing. But for me, that's because I just look at all that has to happen and I get overwhelmed. So I've come to realize that having a partnership is super, super helpful for me because especially with you having the gate 42 for the completion, because I need that structure. It's just not my gift to really follow through. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've accepted that this is not one of my specialties. So you have this specialty, you enjoy it. And that is just like the greatest thing to me because I love how I can go into Asana and be like, Ooh, this is happening this day. (laughs) Oh, look, the outline is ready. All I have to do now is add my little bit. And it just feels so good. And the way it complements each other, man, that's just like, gold right there. Oh, yeah. If I had decided to start a podcast by myself last mm. year when we decided, episode one probably would have been coming out this week. Like it would have taken <laughs> me that long. Overall, though, like the first 50 episodes have been tremendous for learning together as well as learning separately how to just better love ourselves and our unique gifts, having greater appreciation. I always appreciated you tremendously, but just 
seeing more of you working in your gifts, it lights me up and the conversations that we have just feed my soul and that we get to share our voices with others. The great thing is we went into this without any agenda like, oh, we're going to no build, you know, no expectations. We're going to have fun with it. We're going to talk about things that we think are important to talk about that we enjoy talking about. If people like it, great. If not, we're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like no pressure on ourselves. And I feel like that's what has really made it work very well. I know for a recent learning process for us was around a little bit of perfectionistic tendencies because we missed a week. That was the first time we missed releasing an episode. And I'm not going to speak for you, Carrie, but I know that this was one that was a little bit tough for you. How did you feel working through that process? It was yes, recent. it was a couple of weeks ago. We had an episode ready to go, but we decided there were numerous factors why that we were not going to release it or maybe delay releasing it. And we just didn't have the time to get another episode edited and ready to go to the standard we wanted. So we just said, let's not have an episode come out this week. And since we had started, we had released an episode every week. And Dominique, I just remember sort of trying to channel you because you were really calm about it. And I was feeling really uneasy about having this blemish on our podcast release schedule. And then I realized because physically we can see it on our calendar in Mm -hmm. Asana, we can see nothing was released this day because we keep track of all that. And then I thought, well, we're the only two people who see this calendar. Most people aren't probably waiting every Monday for our episode. And I bet maybe less than 5% of people who listen even noticed. So that helped me get through it. I still have minor discomfort about it just because I like perfection. I do. Like if I could have looked at that calendar and seen 52 episodes our first year, (laughs) I would have felt so happy. But it is great that I have to see that everything was fine. There were zero negative consequences. In fact, there were more positive consequences Mm. of us not releasing it for me just going through this learning experience and seeing that it was fine. Yeah. At first, it was a little bit iffy for me as well, where I was just like, we've been so good about this. And part of it too was like, Carrie's going to be so upset about this. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. But then I messaged you and I don't remember what I said, but I was like, you and I both have a little bit of perfectionism in us. And this is something that we can look at as really good practice to lessen that need to be so on top of it and perfect Mm -hmm. with things because we're human. Yeah. That reminder um, really did help me because when you sent that, I was thinking she's completely right. This is what we talk about in our Mm -hmm. episodes all the time. We're still working on all of this ourselves. (laughs) Put it into practice. Yeah, absolutely. I am thrilled to be here with you on episode 50. And I know we're just so thrilled to have our listeners along the ride. And as usual, we have nothing but love for all of you out there. And Carrie, I have so much love for you. And I'm so glad that I get to do this alongside of you. Right back at you. I feel the exact same way. I'm completely honored to be your podcast partner. Love you so much. Love you too.
Thank you for listening to this episode. Your support is so appreciated. If you'd like to have a question answered about your human design or Enneagram type in a future episode, you can submit it through the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.